Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky and I am super excited that Carolina, hey Carolina. Hey. And Jenny, hey Jenny. Hey Becky. Are joining me for this episode. Um, this is a little different episode for us. I'm kind of excited about it. I'm excited. Um, so this actually is going to end up being kind of two parts, but we're not going to come back. Like it won't be just next week. We're going to come back probably early November and let you know what we thought of what comes out of this episode. Um, so before we get started, um, Carolina, you had originally asked that we talk about force versus close proximity. Yes. But we ended up talking about it on our last episode. Oh, like I went ridiculously hard on it. Like, I haven't, like, I haven't listened to it yet, but I have a feeling you probably you went know. hard where <laughs> I was going to go with it because I was, I've been super frustrated. I'm going to, I'm going to just no, say, say your so piece. Say my yeah. piece yeah. because people, people, authors are labeling things as forced proximity when they are not forced proximity. They're close proximity. Yeah. So like, my handle that I'm giving her, because it was on TikTok again this week, a really big romance book TikToker who is paid often by authors. She was like, did a little TikTok thing where she does her little dance and was like, five of my top forced proximity romances. Every single one was close proximity. Every I've been say- single one. I've been seeing it in authors when they do like the squiggle trope graphics where you know you have the book in the middle and then the little arrows that say all the little tropes and I'm going yeah um workplace is not forced proximity workplace is close proximity like um (laughs) like just because they share a house doesn't mean it's forced proximity it's close proximity unless they're trapped there because of weather and they can't get out then that's forced proximity like you you've got to like so we're using the handle. Right, it's not a hostage. So we're using the <laughs> handle. Close proximity, you have a choice. You might not like the repercussions from your choice. Close choice. You can leave or quit or move. Well, and, and the other thing, too, is that some of these graphics I know for, and I'm not going to name names, but one of the one of the authors, I know it's um a PR agency who's doing some of these graphics too like PR agencies please don't verify like you should be knowing about these books right somebody on your team should read the books and say hey author guess what um let's talk about this because this is not forced proximity this is close yeah Nope, I did a TikTok on it. You can listen to last week's episode, but I do have another hot topic that we have to talk okay. about. I just, I've said my piece now. <laughs> I, I I feel better. Okay, that's, I'm glad. Uh, that's what we're here for, right? <laughs> feel free to vent. Um, but we have to talk about something else because again... Buckle up, people, because I just saw what it is. <laughs> people are making me crazy okay i'm gonna be really clear the romance genre is old it has been around for a very long time we are not redefining romance none of us are doing anything new or unusual or unique because in order 
to label your book as romance, it absolutely has to have, at minimum, a happily for now, otherwise known as HFN. But ultimately, it really needs an HEA, happily ever after. And any author that is like, I, I tell you what, we I get posts all the time from people like an author will be like, I'm going to redefine the romance genre. No, you're fucking not. No, you're not. You're writing a book that is maybe a thriller with romantic elements and you want romance money. Let's be honest what you're writing and stop trying to misguide people. Because what happened was this week, some trolls, because that's what they are, were over on TikTok and in Twitter bringing up again that romance doesn't have to have an HEA and that Nicholas Sparks writes romance. As Becky throws up in her mouth. Oh my god, this is two episodes in a row where I have mentioned him because I mentioned him freaking <laughs> last <name>. episode. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read this so that I don't just start spewing words, okay? The romance genre as defined by the romance writers of America, two basic elements compromise every comprise, comprise, comprise. comprise. See, I'm so upset about this that I had to say his name. Would you like me to read it for yes, you? Yes, please read it. Please read it. <laughs> Two basic elements comprise every romance novel, a central love story, and an emotionally satisfying and optimistic ending. A central love story, they define as the main plot centers around individuals falling in love and struggling to make the relationship work. A writer can include many subplots as they want, as long as the love story is the main focus of the novel. They define an emotionally satisfying, optimistic ending as, in a romance, the lovers who risk and struggle for each other and their relationship are rewarded with emotional justice and unconditional love. Romance novels may have any tone or style, be set in any place or time, and have varying levels of sensuality, ranging from sweet to extremely hot. These studies and Settings and distinctions of plot create specific subgenres within romance fiction. Okay, so here's the thing. Nicholas Sparks defines his books as the love story genre. He does not guarantee an HEA or an HFN in any of his books. On his own website, in the Q&A section, he is very clear to state he does not write romance. His books are placed in that category by his publisher because they want romance money, but he does not identify as a romance author. He, pre he previously held a position as a English professor or professor of creative writing at Stanford and is notorious for tearing down the romance genre. And he actually went head to head against Jennifer Cruzy, which... She's a freaking queen, people, and you do not go against her. But he basically said her books were crap, and she's like, you're an asshole. Um, <clears throat> so the difference between genre fiction, women's fiction, though, these can ha have romantic elements, but the main focus of the book is not going to be the relationship between just the two characters. Instead, it might be about the mystery or the journey or self-discovery. An example, Janet Ivanovich's Stephanie Plum series 
is women's fiction with romantic elements and suspense. Because she never actually gets an HEA. So it cannot be romance. So, okay. Feel a little better. I got that off my chest. I will not be mentioning the devil next week. That's good. Because I was like, that would be three times in a row. And, and then it's like and... freaking Beetlejuice, right? Yeah. Right. That's, that's a lot. Do you know how much I would die if his publisher <laughs> sent me an email and was like, we'd like to put this book in front of you. I'd rather vomit. <laughs> Could you imagine? I, yeah. No. Please pitch me his books. <laughs> I dare someone. And then you'd be like, you obviously have not listened to the podcast. Right. Thank you. You might want to read the room, sister. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> so that is Are not. You sure you want me to do this? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> he should bring some lube when he comes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Becky's crossed the line. <laughs> um. So on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are talking about <laughs> tropes we struggle with, the ease in which we stay and read the books we know um, that we will like versus expanding our repertoires. And so as you all know, like there are certain tropes that I shy away from um, that I just don't love them, right? Or different subgenres that I don't read a ton of. I've been, you know, I'm picky about others. And so... Um, I feel like this is something we should kind of talk about how we sometimes stay in our lane and aren't great about venturing out. Right. Yes, very much so. And I think that comes in a couple different ways. What do you mean? Um, in the sense of one, um, and, and I'm going to, you know, pull from some of the, the tropes or, um, character types because we also have character archetypes here yeah as well yeah. in our lists um there's one i love sports romance right and when i um look at it i tend to read a lot of baseball and hockey and football but then i know that there's other sports out there that i just don't read a lot and it's like okay where do i look do are there i, I know there are books out there i just really haven't found them so one of my categories is based on that right um so it's in that sense you just it's just more awareness or I would think there's like another element of it on my list is I'm just not as familiar with mafia as everybody else I haven't ventured into that area and I also know that Mafia has a very wide breadth of, like, darkness. Yeah. There's a level of darkness. And so I also know that for me, I I won't, not that I won't, I don't necessarily want the dark, like, black, you know, I want a little bit more on the gray side <laughs> um, if we're looking at a color spectrum, right? Like, yeah, so, fair. you know, it's like, how do you, if you're not familiar with that trope or subgenre, where do you start? Right. Like, how do you do it? And then I say there's like a third element to this, because again, I'm looking at my list myself and okay, 
you know what? There are, um, alcohol is one of mine. I, I find that I either love them or I hate them. And so it makes it really hard for me to say, okay, I want to go and read this because I don't, I don't ever have middle ground on it. Like, yeah, it's very clearly defined. It's either a love or hate or hate. There's no indifference. Right. And I think, so I think one of the things that's challenging, like you said, where to start, you know, like, especially if you're new into it, like I don't read paranormal. Um, but I do like monsters, but it's different. You know, I'm reading the crazy outlandish monsters. I'm not reading, you know, shifters and paranormal. And I struggle with, um, like fantasy as far as like, and so somebody once described it to me that we all kind of place ourselves as the heroine in the book, right? So if you can see yourself in that situation, then you, then, you know, there's like a comfort in reading that, right? Like mm-hmm. if you can identify with characteristics of the heroine, um, then it's going to be easier to connect to the book. Correct? Correct. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to meet a bear shifter next week. Like it's not happening. <laughs> you never know. I'm not Ohio writing a freaking crazy. dragon. <laughs> well, okay, true. <laughs> true. I'm not writing a dragon. Um, so I struggle sometimes with what's outside real. Like, I mean, I'm not going to marry a billionaire either, but would I like to? Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. Um, Jenny, why do you think this? But I think- oh, go ahead. Can I, I'm going to add something in here and, and then we can talk about it more when we get to the paranormal. But I, I think what we can also talk about is, you know, Becky's Becky asked on her list for paranormal book racks. And there are certain things like hearing her perspective, what her hesitation is for it um, is interesting because there's things that I love about it. And I love about a shifter that I don't think she's taking into consideration and connecting with. Yeah. Probably not. But again, it's, I don't know where to start. Yeah. And that's part of it too. You know, I, um, you can say, oh, read book one in this series. Okay. What, what do I need to know going in? And, but again, so for many of us, reading is our entertainment. It's our enjoyment. I'm not a huge TV person. Um, I, I'm not a huge movie person. So, you know, podcast and books are pretty much what you get for me. Um, so it's really easy just to stay in my lane. And I know, and I'm not a blurb reader, so it's covers and titles that sell me on things. So, you know, it's easy. It It's scary sometimes to venture out because I don't want to waste what time I have, you know, like, reading something books. I don't like. Why do you but think you... Not, but you're also not afraid to DNF. So no. of all of the people, of the contributors, like... <laughs> I'm like Becky, you're the most mm-hmm. like set up to be able to try something and say, you know what? Okay, I tried it, it didn't work. Like I'm gonna move on. Yeah, um, Jenny, why do you think we stay in our zone of comfort? Well, I think I think you guys have covered it pretty well. Like we stick with what we know, right? Like this works for me. Like I'm gonna read something else by either this author or like authors adjacent to this author. Well, same trope, like. 
very often I look through my good good reads and I'm like, oh, I read a lot of like fake relationships. Yeah. Like, yeah. We know what works for us and we want we want the happy feeling, right? Right. Well so and, and part of doing this episode is so Amanda keeps a wiki for us for the podcast. And if you look, we do have certain authors' lanes and tropes that we stay in. And one of my goals going into 2024, as we start the next, you know, this next year of podcasting that we've started now, is to expand and to try more new to us authors, new to us mm-hmm. subgenres. Um, and I think our community is diverse enough that the book recs are there. We just haven't always asked for them. Yeah. Um, so. And I think there's also a great joy in, like, finding new authors and then I get so much satisfaction of finding a new new author that I like and then just going down the rabbit hole of a series or their backlist because I will just devour it and I have pure joy here's my joy in all of this when I say when I know somebody is a little pickier about things so recently and I'm sure it's going to come up later I know Jenny doesn't like certain books, right? Like she has certain things that are kind of red flags for her and she doesn't care for in her reading. And over the last couple of weeks, really the most of the summer, I've been like, Jenny, you should read this book. Jenny, you should try this book. The joy that I feel when somebody recommends a book there that I recommend a book to somebody and they come back and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, you were right. I loved that. Or like, Oh my God. Yes. Cause like Jen Ellen is one of like, uh, she, she is, she's tough on books. Like she doesn't love everything she reads and she, um, and I respect that about her. And you know, when I recommend a book to her and she comes back and she's like, um, that's fabulous. When do we get the next book? It's like, yay. (laughs) Yes. It's Uh, like, you know, it's, it's like any recommendation, like you recommend an, a restaurant or you recommend a cocktail or something and people like it, it it also deepens the connection between your relationship as well because it provides more common ground so what is like i wouldn't recommend the same books for you that i would for becky like under the same tropes because i know what you tend to like so they're gonna be they're gonna be just a little bit different and i did cross-reference goodreads did you? I was, yes. Look at I you like, with your library and research. I tried to. <laughs> I, you know, it was funny because for Becky, I'm like, nope, I, I know what Becky's read a little bit, like, more. And there was a some, like, on some, I'm like, has Jenny read this one? I hope her Goodreads is up to date because, like, I was trying to cross-reference. <laughs> and I'm like, I think so. I'm going to go with it. Yep. <laughs> I did not. So you guys have probably read all of these. <laughs> um Okay, so what are some of the things, just like roadblocks that kind of hold us back from taking that venture? So like for me, for paranormal, it's not knowing like what the lore is. Like, I'm, you know. That's I, fair. Like magic seems to work different in right. different realms. See, so, like I'm like, I don't know what the like, so it's terminology is. It's intimidating to me. So that's a roadblock for me going into paranormal. Um, what are some roadblocks like when, cause like where to start can sometimes be a piece too. I think for one of them, a, a big one in like mafia for me is that there's just, there's potentially a lot of 
um, content warnings and triggers. Yeah. And there's just a different spectrum, especially in that one where it could get really dark or not like it's, it's mafia light or, you know, mafia dark. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, so that's a roadblock because there's an intimidation factor that I don't, um, and, you know, I, I know we had a whole episode on content and trigger warnings where Mafia doesn't have some of the same ones because it's like, there's, there's, I feel like there's a little bit of a mentality in Mafia, like, just expect it, just expect dark stuff. Right. And there's going to be violence on the page. There's going there to be There's going guns. to be violence, but there's certain violence that I can say, you know what, this is this is the story and this is the world and I can suspend, suspend my disbelief. And then there's other parts of, of, or types of violence that I'm like, yeah, no, I, I cannot. Yeah. I think um, that's fair. So that's, that's a roadblock because I don't want to put myself in a position as a reader to then, because then I also need, and I think this happened with, um was it Leah and I did some stuff like I then have to get a resolution for a certain character that has something has happened that I like because then I carry it right so then I have to like I have to read a little bit more and then it, that opens me up to to it so that's that's a roadblock for me yeah yeah well, and I know for like mafia romance, a lot of times they're trilogies. And if you are someone that needs resolution and needs to know what happens in the end, you're not going to get that just from one book. So it right. can be three books. And then you're still like, what the fuck did I just read? And I'm still not okay. <laughs> right. Well, and I don't want to like, I don't want to push out because some people will be like, just don't read mafia, period. And I don't want to, I, I I don't want to go there because I know that there's a there's probably a certain like set of authors that I would really love and it would be a shame to not read those stories so it's it's that contradiction where then I really need to rely on recommendations from the community and from my my fellow readers and my friends to help guide me into that to yeah. then say versus just saying like don't read and I don't, don't want to ever it. be like no never you know right we're asked a lot of times like why don't you do more paranormal or fantasy and I my answer is always well I'm not well versed in it but it's something that's on my list like I want to get more versed in it um but I never say never you know like I'm never gonna read paranormal guys because I can't believe in it um, I don't own a freaking dragon, so I can't, you know, <laughs> I'm never going to do that because again, I think that you do yourself a disservice to say, I'm never going to read that because there's a book I made Jenny read just this over this weekend and it was totally outside her box, like absolutely outside her box. And she read it and I liked it. She liked it. Uh, because of the way it was written. But if I had just told her, hey, here's this book, it's Primal Kink, you'd have been like, 
yeah no thanks <laughs> yeah I would I would not <laughs> have picked that book up ever on my own no but I knew that there were elements within that story that would work really well for what Jenny likes and again I think that's something that we are all very spoiled with in this community yes. that we're all really good at kind of knowing you know and even as the community grows which we are growing we're learning you know like if it is batshit angsty we are giving it to Gretchen because sister loves it you know (laughs) um if it's a daddy it's going to jen ellen because she loves it (laughs) so i think that you know that's something that really is a benefit of being part of this community Mm -hmm. um okay so what we did for this episode is kind of in um effort to branch out our reading we each came up with four tropes that we struggled to connect with or we're not sure where to start with. And the other two um, are going to give book suggestions that uh, fit into that trope. So the way we're going to do it is I figured we'll just do like, uh, we'll just start with the top of each of ours. Like number one, it will do uh, anyway. Follow along. You'll you'll catch on quickly. Um, I think we should also explain why we picked this. Okay. Um, yeah, I think so that's like, yeah. Yeah. So the right. readers know like where we're coming from on it. Yeah. Because I mean, I've already been through some of mine, but like I have different reasons for asking for these recommendations for each of these yeah. tropes, archetypes. Okay, Jenny, first up for you is you said you wanted some secret baby, but not baby on the doorstep, Rex. Right. So why is this a struggle trope for you? Okay, so I, yeah, guys, specified like older baby, like most likely potty trained or older, um, because what, like, what has happened that dad does not know that this child exists, like, I really need some strong, strong justification for how you could not get in contact <laughs> with baby daddy. Okay. Or like he needs to be, I don't know. Yeah. No, Apparently that's he's gonna be like some kind of like I don't assassin turned Samaritan. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. So uh Carolina, I'm gonna ask you, is this a trope you like? It's not one I don't like. Okay. It's not, I don't think I like necessarily seek it out. It's a trope I love. It is a trope I love. So anyway. Well, there you go. I'll just tell you, it's a trope <laughs> I love. Like I went through it and I had more for this, like more Rex for this one than I did <laughs> any other. Um, I have like one Rex. So let me do my one Rex. <laughs> do your one Rex. <laughs> Becky can do her like. Oh, I'm just only gonna give her one or two. But yeah, go ahead. What's your what is your one wreck? I don't want her to take my one wreck. <laughs> right? I don't think she would, but I just don't want to. Um, my one wreck is uh, "Just One Dare" by Carly Phillips. Um, so she and I want to say her name is Aurora. I don't something. It starts with an A. Anyways, um, it's one of those like. For her, it it was an unexpected pregnancy, and at the time she was down on her luck, and um, 
and in Carly Phillips world and this whole dare world, there's a lot of different connections and she has a lot of life going on. So then when they reconnect, there's also like, uh, oh, it's you. Yeah. Layers to it. Yeah. There's there's a couple different layers to it. Um, okay. So I am going to just give you two, Jenny, just two. Um, first off, have you read A Lie for a Lie by Helena Hunting? Yes, it's one of my favorites. It's a secret baby. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw that on your Goodreads, and I'm like... Is that the first one in the series? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, but as a baby baby, and she really tries to get in contact with him. I'm just saying, I I thought that was funny, because I was like, I'm fairly certain Jenny's already read that one. Yes, that's my favorite okay. in that series. So my first rec is Dirty Secret by Emma Hart. It is book one in her Burke Brothers series. It's a five book series of rock stars. They are high school sweethearts. She ends up pregnant, but he is leaving to go on his first. He just signed a record deal and is going on tour. She tries to tell him, but family and paparazzi make it very hard. So she just leaves the community because they live on coastal North Carolina. She leaves the community for um, like a year and a half and then comes back. He's returned back home after this first tour and finds out that he's a daddy. Hmm. And it's a second chance romance. So that's the thing, too. Everyone's like, oh, I don't like secret baby. But you like second chance. And most secret babies are second mm-hmm. chance romances. So, and then the other one I'll give you is um, Can't Help Falling in Love by Erica Kelly. So this is a one night stand in Vegas. And they never connect again until he's a professional snowboarder and comes into her small town um, because there's a uh, like training facility that he's training at. And the little girl's like four or five, so... Anyway, those are those are some of those for you. Okay, um, Carolina, your first one up is Mafia, right? Yes. Okay. I think we've covered why Mafia is on my list. You don't like Mafia? Um, <laughs> well, Je- not that I don't like it. It's just I don't know where to start. Start. That's fair. Um, Jenny, do you have a Mafia rec yes. for Carolina? Um, the Corrupted Empire series by Ava Harrison. There's five books, but they can be read as standalone, so you could like pick and choose. But I know you like to read in order, so I would probably just suggest, yeah, beginning the series and kind of going from there. And she's she's more in that gray area, like the guys are doing some illegal stuff, but they have good hearts and. There's a little bit of violence on page, but nothing like, I don't know, like, nobody's getting tortured. No one's being tortured. Oh, right. Um, I... Um, hold on. I want to... Funny enough, I think I have a couple of those books <laughs> on my Audible that I've purchased, like, in a sale or something. There we Audible. go. That's awesome. Um, So the first one I'm going to recommend to you 
is Nola Nights by Renna Morgan. These are in Hoopla. These are Russian mafia. Um, there's, it's more like an action adventure movie than a dark mafia movie. It's it's not John Wick. <laughs> it's um, like no no dogs die. Um, book one is a single uh, mom, and he pretty much is just like, yeah, you're gonna live with me. You can be my house manager. But really, we're going to be together. Um, but all, as with any Renna Morgan book, very fierce heroines. She is not, like, weeping in the corner. Um, and then before I go back to Jenny, if she has the next one, I will say Callum by Cal O'Reilly. So this one is really great because she is kidnapped. So I know that you, you know, Force Proximity is not your favorite. She is kidnapped. Force Proximity. I love Force Proximity. But you don't do kidnapping, right? I haven't. No. Okay, so this is a good kidnapping start with. She's kidnapped. <laughs> she's kidnapped on accident by his underlings and held. When he finds out, he rescues her and takes her back to his house. And um she decides to stay. She's kind of a hippie free spirit. Like she sages his house. You know, the mafia. You know, That's head guy. A good call. You know, she sages his house and buys him crystals to bring him calm and peace. But he's kind of like it, it would be a darker gray. It's not completely dark, but it's a little darker. So if you start with the Ava Harrison or the Renna Morgans, which are a little gray, and then you mm -hmm. want to try the next thing that's just a little bit darker, Callum by Cal O'Reilly was really, really good. Jenny, do you have another one? I did not. There were a couple. I'd only had one. That's fine. Um, okay, so for me, first up, we're going to go with an archetype. The Cinnamon Roll Hero. I just feel like they're beta heroes. They're so just... I just don't feel like they have enough backbone. And sometimes they're just like kind of walked all over by their heroines. And I like a little man with a little bit more gumption. Anyway, Jenny, what do you got? I have The Nerd and the Neighbor. It's Oak Creek Book One by Lainey Davis. Um, he is an astronaut that um, life has not gone his way. Like things are spiraling out of control. And um, she is trying to like kind of start over after like her life is also spiraling out of control and they are neighbors. Um, one of the really funny parts is he reads a like peer reviewed journal article about um, the best way to perform oral sex and needs to test that out. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Carolina, what do you have for cinnamon roll? Um, one of them is uh, Nice Guys Still Finish by Harlow James. This is book five in the Ladies Who Brunch series. So this character, he is, his name's Jeffrey, and you meet him throughout the whole series. And he's kind of that like comic relief person who just can't like get out of his own way sometimes. But he um, just has kind of that like, it's he's also a little bit of the golden retriever kind of 
feel to him and just will do anything and has to prove approve a lot because his heroine's like resistant to any sort of relationship whatsoever. Jenny, do you have another one for that? I did not. Okay. Carolina, do you have another one for cinnamon roll? Yeah. Um, so he's kind of on the edge to cinnamon roll. Um, in the respects of, um, it's the books wrong side of the tracks by Jessica Prince. Um, because he's like, he works for this whole, like pretty much all the heroes in this, in this series work for like the same security firm. Mm -hmm. But when he, when it comes to the heroine, like he does every like little thing, like to just prove and give her support and show her that he cares. And she's raising her siblings like three or four siblings okay um and some are pretty young and he he steps up to it like he doesn't that doesn't scare him even though she tries to push him away okay that that sounds that sounds like right up my alley actually so Mm -hmm. um okay jenny we're next up with you and cowboys so what is it with cowboys sister okay so i think this is similar to your pnr like i can never see my no I, I don't like animals. I don't like outside. I don't like outside. <laughs> How do you friend with me when you're here? I make okay. you live outside. <laughs> I don't want to touch the outside. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, my husband likes to tell my kids I like the ideal of water. Like, I want to be by the water. I want to see the water, maybe hear the water, but I'm not touching the water. <laughs> Oh my god. So you have the same feels like cowboys. Like Yeah. Yeah. Like I am not touching you want me to what? There's a horse there. Did you like no. No. (laughs) Which is hilarious because I know where you grew up and you have family like in Putnam (laughs) County and they have questionable relationships with Maybe that's part of it too. Like I I knew too many people growing up that um live that life so carolina do you have a cowboy romance you think that (laughs) isn't very (laughs) outside-ish oh okay okay so now that we have this context uh oh my god hold on i gotta i gotta adjust my recommendation okay i'll make a recommendation (laughs) for you for cowboy I think that Make Me Dream by Marie Johnston. It's an accidental pregnancy, uh, sibling's best friend romance, but it's more farming than it is cowboy. Um, You know, they drive pickup trucks. They don't (laughs) do anything to horses. Um, But it's emotional. It's small town. You know, the family. I really like Marie Johnston. That was a wreck from Leah. She encouraged us to read it. And the book's really, really good. I do recommend Marie Johnson. It has a little bit more suburban cowboy. Okay. I can probably handle that. Um, did you adjust, Carolina? <laughs> I did. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So you're still going to get a little bit of, like, the basic cowboy. Because I can't do, a, like, a full wreck right. like, I, I understand. But, um... I am going to recommend um, 
Well, first, let me preface this with, I would say the Bennett Boys series and the Tannen Boys series by Lauren Landish are some like outstanding cowboys. And each of the books are like a little different. Like the characters are different. Sometimes you get cowboys and like they all kind of feel the same throughout the series. Like these have clear personalities in each book. That being said, like, um, and it's a great family series. So if people love a family series, like you can dive into this one a lot. But that being said, I am recommending book two in the Tannen Boys series. Um, it's called Rough Edge. And he he is a cowboy. He works on his family's farm. But she um, works, like she owns her like own mechanic shop. And she, on the side, secretly helps um, build race cars. Nice. And so it's got a, it, like, there's a part of the story that does happen on the family farm and the family ranch, but there's a significant part of this that happens outside of that. So you get, like, cowboy well, light. Yes. <laughs> well, but that makes me think of um, cowboy-wise. Don't you think that, like, For the Love of Whiskey by Melissa Foster? There's a lot of outside in that. Is there a lot I, of... I, I had that on my list. They take but the I evening think... walks. They do the horse therapy. They do. There is True. a lot of outside. There... I I would recommend like. But the emotion in that book. The emotion's great. But if she I, doesn't I like do, the outside. Yeah. I did put it on my TBR the last time you guys were talking about it. I... It's, a, it's a fantastic book. It's probably now my top cowboy recommendation. But there is a lot of quintessential cowboys but it's not like outside rodeo scenes. like it's not heavy no on the cowboy nature or the cowboy shtick it's not heavy on he rides he rides a motorcycle what are those like the iron horse or something like <laughs> um yeah it has a balance but there is a lot of outside elements so okay which is why i had to pivot look at you jenny making us pivot yep okay next up is for carolina the archetype of the alpha hole so for me the alpha hole is a love hate like i have ones that i'm like no i really love the way an author does this and other ones where like our contributors love the alpha hole and I was like yeah no did not like him I did not leave like end this book liking the character so no thank you I think that's fair uh Jenny what do you have for an alpha hole well like my first two picks I did cross reference and she (laughs) had them on her goodreads and they were both five stars so I was like so what were those? Yeah, what were those? Uh, a very bossy, or a very, yeah, a very merry boss the Christmas. Or oh, by, yeah, by Lori Keeling. A very bossy Christmas. Christmas, yes, yeah. Yes, Um, What was the other one? I cannot remember the other one, but they were both like five stars. And I was like, so she's definitely got a type of alpha hole she likes <laughs> yeah because i either love them or hate them right so i tried to get like something close to that type of feel okay um 
So Nevermore Bookstore, it's Townsend Harbor, book one, um, Kerrigan Barn, and Cynthia St. Aubin. Um, this is a newer series, like book three comes out soon, but this is book one, and she's a bookstore owner. He is like a retired military guy that then did side work that was probably not the best um but he like calls for shipments of books each week and he's just like he is anti-person to the core okay and there is, there's uh, also a great disability rep and mental health rep in that mm. so one of my recommendations for you is where waves break by julia wolf so it's um, part of her Seasons Change series. It's the last book. There is some daddy and praise kink in it. Um, but the reason I think that he's an alpha hole. So he's an he's absolutely an alpha hole. He is a bit of a jerk. He has a reason. Like he's not just an asshole to be an asshole. He has a reason. And a lot of it comes down to like success was almost like that almost in his hands those almost moments and it, everything just doesn't work in his favor um and so he's you know just he's not just an asshole to her he's pretty much a jerk to everybody in the room but it's a single dad romance uh nanny so you've got close proximity and they meet on a vacation so um I would recommend that one. And then also um, Before We Fall by Aurora Rose Reynolds. It kicks off her new family series. And um, pretty much all of Aurora Rose Reynolds' heroes are alpha holes. But they're gooey centers for their heroines. So they might be a jerk to everybody else in the room. Mm -hmm. But squishy centers. And, and they always in her books, the guys fall first. So if you like that guy falls first, she calls it the boom. Like they experience this moment of clarity that like, Ooh, I love her. And they are often the pursuers, but they're awful alpha holes. Like they're kind of jerks to everybody else in the room. Um, Jenny, do you have any others alpha holes for Carolina? Um, the Fox, the rebound. Um, it's Fox family book two by Mary frame. Oliver Nichols and Piper Fox um, are the characters and Oliver is like he's your kind of stereotypical CEO um, has like made a lot of enemies to get to where he is and misunderstood so he just kind of doesn't socialize because why bother okay um, so my next one on my list is PNR and we already talked about why I struggle with it. So Jenny, go first. What do you got in PNR? So I definitely like called a consultation in for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Who yeah. did you consult with? <laughs> Lindsay. I, I, I was like, I need a book for Becky. <laughs> Smart move. <laughs> yes. Yes. I figured she would know way better than I would. Um, so she recommended 
Mercenaries and Magic by Lisa Thorne. It is a four book series. All four books are out. Um, but these are like darker and it like markets itself as like ambiguously gray characters. Found family dynamics, steamy, dark humor. I'm like, that sounds like that. These are like yeah. my books. Are these her <laughs> vampire mafia books? Uh, well, it like there's just it says there's magic. They're like trying to okay. get rid of a cult. Okay. Okay. I'm I I think I can handle this. Uh what do you have, Carolina, for PNR? Okay. So I went more with the shifters. Um and what I love what I enjoy about the shifters is there's usually a protection element of it like the the hero the hero is usually the shifter and there's so there's this quality of like i part of my job is to protect my mate um then the other element that i love about shifters is that it's the like once you're it's like this faded mate like once you meet like you have one person that you meet with and you're like with them forever okay so i love that part of it um so i'm recommending the shifted love series by fiona davenport um they're novellas yeah so um i think there's like eight books in them um but the other part that i really love about this series in particular when it comes to shifters because you'll find a lot of like bear shifters and wolf shifters like you have that but there's also a tiger and a falcon and um in this community comes together and a lot of shifters like when you talk about like bears or um, wolves they're all like in their pack and it's family based this has a little bit of a found family element so it's a little bit different as well um that they all come like together in this community so okay i like that i like that um oh um okay jenny you're up next so you said best friends x or siblings x for your book recs and i know that i have read a lot of these but i did not have a shelf (laughs) for these and just just so we're all clear in the process of researching this i was yelled at three different times because why are you doing this? I have to add a new shelf. <laughs> so, um, thanks, Jenny. I had to add a new shelf. Um, so what is it about Best Friends X or Siblings X that you struggle with? I think it's just the awkwardness. Like, I can't imagine, like, dealing with that in real life, either as, like, the ex or the brother or the sister or, like, any party involved. Like, oh, it would just be awkward. Okay, and real quick, did you read From the Embers by Allie Martinez? Yeah, and it was awkward. <laughs> it was so freaking good. It is good, but it was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so are you like one of those people that situational awkwardness, like you struggle with, like you feel that awkardness? Yes, like I feel the other people in the room that are like So is this why you and the girl child are such good friends? Yes. She cannot watch movies that are over the top awkward because she 
just feels you, it. Yes, you feel the anxiety of the person on the screen and it is making you sick. Yes. Oh my God, that's so funny. Uh, Carolina, do you have an best friend's ex one. or sibling? I have one. Okay. And I'm, I'm happy to go first because go first. Not to take it from me. <laughs> um, Always Her Love by Melissa Foster. I didn't even have uh, that one on my list. Yes. Okay. Um, it's part of the Steels at Silver Island series book four. Um, she is, Tara is the younger sister to, um, he's a single father and I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, Levi. Is it Levi? Yeah. Um, Levi and Tara, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Levi and Tara. I wanted to say that, but it, for some reason I was hesitant mm-hmm. to. Um, Levi is a single dad. He has a daughter who is 10-ish. Don't quote me on that. Um, And um, had it with Tara's older sister. And so Tara and her sister had an age gap. Yeah. So there's like this, like, there's this. Oh, like she's her aunt? Yeah. Yes. Oh. And she's helped with the little girl. And she's helping, like she's come th- like over for the summer to help, like take care of her too. They ha- and Tara and the daughter have a really good relationship. So there's, it's really good. There's a lot of like forbidden. It was a elements. top read for me last year. Yeah, mm. but it's not like there's a lot of explanation on stuff and like emotional unpacking but not in a creepy awkward like way okay so my recommendation is i wish you were mine by lauren lane this is available in libby for us jenny and also in hoopla for audio Um, Our hero is Jackson Burke, and he was married and a professional football player. He's now retired and is got a job as the fitness columnist at the Oxford magazine. So this is book two in the Oxford series, which is there's like lipstick and stilettos. We talked about it last week. Yes. So this is book two in the series. This is book two in the Oxford. Jenny or uh, Lindsay and I did a review on book one in the series. Um, So he's divorced now because when he lost his football contract because of a car accident and had to retire, his ex-wife was all about like the pomp and the circumstance. So they're now divorced. She sends her little sister to New York to help pave the way for uh, them to get back together, like to feel him out. Oh. Oh. So, um, Molly is the younger sister and Molly has always had a big crush on Jackson and um, she quickly forgets that she needs to be loyal to her sister. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I mean, it's really a great story. I love this series. And if you guys have not read the Oxford series, I cannot recommend it enough. Like it's, it's phenomenal. So there, that is my rec for that one. Also Dear Enemy by Kristen Callahan. Is also has a, and that's in KU. So, um, okay, Carolina, you next asked for books with sports car racing. Don't, are we? Don't we have you? Oh yeah, me. I forgot <laughs> about me. Blue collar. Okay, 
here's my deal with blue collar guys. It's not that I don't love them, but as somebody who has very firmly been brought up middle class in a manufacturing community, um, I have for years seen family struggle financially being blue collar families. And I struggle sometimes because I don't feel like we write that into romances. So it's that realism that's like, you know, I know that there are blue collar families that do very well. That's not what I'm saying. Um, you know, but it's just sometimes it's like the realisticness of it is, is like life is hard and now you're doing a very physical job. Um, so those are some of my struggles with blue collar, but I don't read a lot of them. Nine out of 10 times I'm going to pick up the billionaire just because like, I get there's yeah. not going to be any talk about money. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Carolina, what do you got for blue collar? Uh, my first one uh, is Tears of Joy by Lauren Grace, and it's Tears, T-I-E-R-S, like cake tears. Okay. Um, It's, I'm going to warn you, super emotional. Okay. Like, I bawled like a baby multiple times during this book. Um lost my shit in the middle of the night as I'm reading at 3 a.m. like this book um she it starts in England um she loses her husband to cancer and one of their dreams was for her to open a bakery she decides to do it and goes to Canada to do it um she buys a place but it needs a lot of work so her new her hero is the grumpy um contractor construction worker okay jenny what do you got for blue collar um i was really surprised you hadn't read this better letter than never okay i have it but you all like did it and and (laughs) i was like never mind (laughs) you will really like it though i mean if anything like there's drag queens i mean we all know i love a good drag queen so and they're drag queens in tennessee so extra yes um does anyone have any other blue collar they absolutely need to talk about um go ahead jenny have you read mechanic with benefits by mickey miller no Mm mm-mm Okay. That definitely like pops early and pops a lot. Um, it's not like super plot heavy, but fake relationship, I road like tripping. Those. Also, are any of Mickey's books plot? No. Heavy? <laughs> I mean <laughs> I love him, but <laughs> what do you got, Carolina? Um, I also like the Fighting Fire series by um Lauren Blakely. Um so they are all firefighters. Okay. Um, but one of the things I liked about the series is that it definitely gets into the worries and concerns of being a spouse or partner of a firefighter. Um, and one of the heroines, her father was a firefighter. So she mm. deals with that as well. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Okay. So now we are going on to Carolina's next um trope subgenre and she wanted sports car racing book recs i've not read a car racing one and with 
and I've recently just gotten into, yes, I'm late to the party, the Formula One series on Netflix. So I could, you know, use some rest. I've never read that series or watched that series on Netflix. Oh, yeah. They're on like season four or five now. That. Okay. And it's some, um, you know, I watch it in spurts. Like, I'll watch like season one, take a break, watch something else. And now I'm on season two. Okay. It's a so, lot of money. <laughs> little known fact, I was a huge NASCAR fan when I was a kid. Like, huge. Like, knew, like, all the drivers, all the numbers, like, all the, like... I feel like that's a crap. very Ohio <laughs> thing, though. <laughs> right? Like, we don't well, have anything else to do. Here's the funny thing, though. Like, um you know, because I am based in Florida and we do have NASCAR with Daytona and all of that. And I have been to a race. Um, and I was like, okay, okay, fine. You know, like it's neat. And you go to the fence and you feel the cars racing, but, but like, it just wasn't my thing watching this formula one and the tracks are different in the, like the way they like, I get why people are now mad about formula one racing yeah. versus running in circles running in circles <laughs> like i'm like why well i spent on the fourth of july michael had up on youtube the pike's peak race oh yes and it's like all these different cars that are racing this super crazy curvy road up pike's peak like they close down the road and there's still like snow on the ground it's bonkers anyway uh jenny do you have a <laughs> um race car race car I don't have personally have a race car, but uh, I drive a minivan. <laughs> this is good to know. Thank you. <laughs> um, my first thought was like whenever someone asks for like a racing romance wreck is the Gear Shark series by Cambriana Herbert. Like she, there are six, seven books in the series, but I recommended book three because that's the only one that's a standalone. Um, and it's, um, Laura Hayden and Joey and Joey, they're both car racers, but Joey is the daughter of like the commissioner type person and they're, they're doing like street car racing. Mm, okay. So one sweet side or I think it's supposed to be one sweet ride by JC Burton. Um, he is a, it might be NASCAR, but I want to say Formula One, but he's also the son of a senator. And the heroine is a PR person that is sent to help um, fix his image more in line with his father's family values for mm -hmm. his upcoming presidential campaign. I, I love a good PR fixer. Yeah. So, yeah. and this is it. And it talks about like living, going from race to race in the camper and, you know, feeling the dirt and the grime and stuff like that. It's really well done. And it's JC Burton has a whole, this whole series she does where like each book's a different sport. Um, and this one's oh. really good. And it does have, it's in the middle of the series, but it can be read as a standalone. Now I had one, it's not really race cars, but it made me think of, Gone in 60 Seconds, if you liked that movie, mm -hmm. Accelerate, Accelerate by Tracy Wolf. He's a carjacker that um, carjacks a car with a starlet and takes her on a ride like a movie star. 
So, and it's spicy. Oh. Tracy Wolf writes spicy. So there's that one. Um, okay, we are now on to our last, which is anti Jenny's anti-relationship or sworn off relationships, which is one of the ones I got yelled at about from Amanda. I saw. She's like, I don't have that shelf. I'm like, sorry. I know. I didn't have the shelf either. And I was like, damn it. Like I'm have, having to go through my list. So uh, what don't you like about... I'm just always like, how how can you like completely, I guess maybe because I've never been in that area of my life, or maybe because I was a completely like, I was never planning on getting married and now I'm married with four kids. So um, I'm just like, how can you completely rule it out? You don't know. You don't know. Um, Caroline, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so funny enough, my list um, are all the heroines are anti-relationship on my list. That is, that is interesting. And there's, I, I mean, I can give you all four books, but, um, I, I have four books on my list and they're all the woman is, or heroine is anti-relationship. So, um, oh, what to pick, what to pick. Um, okay. So one of most recent reads, cause it's just so damn good. Um, Something Unexpected by V. Keelan. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Emotional. he's an alpha hole. <laughs> She's Carolina. <laughs> Cheese and rice. I know. Yeah, but there's other ones that I do not like. So yeah. come on now. <laughs> yeah, but that, that book. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't want a relationship. Nope. Does not want it. Draws lots of lines in the sand. Um, then I'm going to go on with another one. Um, Dominic by Sawyer Bennett. Yeah. And he pursues his heroine. He pursues her hard. And she wants Mm -hmm. nothing to do with him. She wants the one night stand. Right. That's all. That's all she wants. She doesn't want the, the, um, so it's part of her Arizona vengeance hockey series book four or five or something. Um, he's the owner of the team, which I always like when we get like the owner of the team in there and she's the sister to one of the players. Yeah, it's good. It is very good. Um, okay. So strictly pleasure by Carrie Elks is one where they're both kind of anti-relationship, neither one. Um, but it, slowly she's really more entrenched with I don't want to be committed to anything and then she gets mad when he think when she thinks he's dating someone um but you know how I feel about Carrie Elks so yes I mean just read the books right (laughs) but this is book two in her Salinger Brothers series um is this the one where she's the she's the weather girl yeah oh that was so good oh that was so good yeah Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she auctions off a daily weather report specific Mm -hmm. like a customized weather report specifically for you and she calls you each day and he buys it and so Mm -hmm. he asks her like what's the weather going to be this evening should i get a table outside or inside at this restaurant and then he makes her talk to his date but I won't tell you who his date is. So good. It's so good. But he pursues and basically, 
Yeah. Just Jenny, it's totally <laughs> your gig. It is totally your gig. And that one's like fun and light. Like something unexpected is deeply emotional. Um, I think Dominic's somewhere in between. And then like strictly pleasure is just like fun. Yeah. Good yeah. balance. Um, okay. So next up for me is location outside the US. So I don't know what it is. Sometimes when the book takes place outside of a U.S. location, I don't have I don't struggle in Canada either. Um, but like I tried a couple of books by like Jade West that were U.K. based. But I have zero issue with it in historical romance. So I don't know. Anyway, Carolina, what do you got for outside the U.S.? Um... I'm going to start with the Dangerous Dom series by Jane Henry. It's all in Ireland. Okay. Um, so there it's like super mafia light. Like it's probably the only mafia series that I've read. Um, Irish mafia. But it's all in Ireland and um, within that. Okay. Um, and then I would say um, Force of Forever by Eve Casey. I don't if you read that one or not it's the prequel to her series i did read that one okay okay yep. so then not that then i would say um take me away by kelly elliott then um it doesn't all stay in it starts in paris and you get a little of that okay but then it moves um that one's emotional um it's like a soulmate's second chance. Faded to love kind of vibes? Yeah, but it's not second chance in the way that you think. Okay. Okay. Um, Jenny, what do you got? Um, I feel like people in the community will come after me if I don't recommend this. So the Rugby series by Penny Reed and L.H. Causeway. Yeah. I would recommend the first book for you, The Hooker and the Hermit. I actually it's... have read those. They're just not on my Goodreads because I read them when the library, like before oh. I Goodreads. Yeah. No, but those are great books. And so, okay. I have another one. Okay. What do you got? It's <laughs> mistyped, like T Y P E D, like okay. you type. Um, the, and that's um, the Miss series book two i believe by aubrey bonart and it's boss assistant um but it takes place mostly in dubai oh i don't know that i've read a book that takes place there right okay okay i'm in for that okay our very last subgenre for carolina is suspense i've just not read a lot of it and there's a lot out there there is a lot. It can be overwhelming and there's so many subsets of suspense. Yep. Um, so I would be remiss if I didn't just recommend that you read The Men of Haven by Renna Morgan. Like, I've been trying to get everybody to read this series for three years now. <laughs> I was like, from the start. <laughs> and the other book that I, the other series I will recommend is the KGI series by Maya Banks. It has a little bit of everything. They're super spicy. It does play with a little bit of um, telepathy. So kind of there, there is some CIA, but 
and it has a little bit of the military feel because they're contractors for the U.S. government, but there also is some, like, former veterans and CIA, but it doesn't feel like, it's not over-the-top military, so it doesn't feel like fetish military. Mm-hmm. So KGI and then by Maya Banks and Men of Haven by Rena Morgan. Seriously, everybody, could you all just read these books <laughs> so I can stop recommending them all the time? Anyway, uh, Jenny, what do you got? Um, Cybersecurity System Series by April White, which is in the Smarty Pants romance universe. She has three books. Um, you could you could read any of them. Um, and usually, like, the heroine and the hero are, like, in a conflict, but also dealing with some kind of other outside issue that is got some urgency um and then i also have all the starlet by sophie lark it's set in 1940s hollywood um so not quite historical but like back um and the heroine is investigating her twin sister's murder okay who was a hollywood starlet so those are our tropes that we don't like that, or not that we don't like, those are the tropes that we are trying to figure out where we fit into them, what we like, what works, what doesn't work. So we are going to take these lists of books and we're going to pick and choose some of them over the course of the next couple months and read them. It will probably be after the first of the year that we'll come back together um, because, you know, reading schedules and life and work and stuff like that. But we will check in and feel free to check in with us on social media. Um, any of the three of us and say, Hey, did you pick that book up? What did you think? Um, or just make sure you are following all of us on, uh, Instagram or Goodreads. And I'll link all of that in our on the shelf show notes. Um, or if you have recommendations on where we should start, cause we just got a ton of book recs. Yeah. So if there's some that on this list that we gave that you're super passionate about, let us know. Yep. We want to know that. Um, okay. So before we go into, our thing I want to say here author Lucy Eden is organizing a fundraiser to help victims of the Maui wildfires Um, so lots of romance Landia authors and um, publishers are coming together the money they're raising is going to go to um, there's the Maui Emergency Fund and um, the Food Bank Fund but I will link it all on our website in our on the shelf show notes this runs until the 21st. So this episode drops on the 20th. You would have one more day to uh, potentially bid on some of those auction items. So, um, but you can find details on Lucy's social media, but also I'll link all the places on our website. Um, so, um, okay, there's that. But now it's that time, you guys. Guess what time it is? It's book. Book. Of the week, it's book of the week time. I mean, it would sound great if we had an echo. I tried to do the echo, what we wouldn't give for an echo. Um, okay, so it's book of the week time. Jenny, what's your book of the week? I hope that your book of the week is the one I think it is because I I didn't recommend it today. Pray Tell by Amanda Richardson. Like, right. 
which which again i would not if i had read the blurb i would not have picked this book up ever but now i am excited for the other books yeah and if you did read this book and you did not flip back to the cover and then read forward go back and read the palm at the beginning of the book yeah and carolina because you were such a big fan of the sin club you need to read this book or club sin. all right you need to read this book Okay. It's that good. Um, Carolina, what's your book of the week? Uh, my book of the week is a series <laughs> because I just binged it. Um, and I was at the Rock and Romance Readers event in Knoxville. Um, uh-huh. So I got to meet the author, Samantha Lind. Um, and so I binge read her Indianapolis Lightning series. It's four books, um, baseball. Um, They're low under- angst. They're low, low angst. angst. She, yeah, she talks about there's no third act breakup. Um, and he, she does talk about how, like, um, when we were chatting, um, she was like, yeah, I mean, not all relationships have that third act breakup. You know, mine didn't. And I want my readers to have this, like, low angst, enjoyable read. Yeah. Um, so I did. I enjoyed the series. Um, there's, you know, ba- with baseball, there's like that, that family, the baseball family yeah. to it. Um, so she it also good. will be at uh, the HA readers event in Indianapolis mm-hmm. in November. Yep. So yeah. um, there is that. Uh, okay. My book of the week is dangerous King by Sienna snow. This is book one in her King of the streets series. Um, we talked to Sienna Snow in our very first year of readathon, um, and I am deep diving into her backlist with Amanda, and I'm obsessed. Her books are spicy, you guys, but they also have really great um, Asian Island Pacifica rep, but also there's a mix of um, Caribbean and Indian, like, Asian Indians that went to the Caribbean to like Trinidad and stuff like that. And yeah, it, they're just really great. And there's whiskey involved and sex clubs and they're just, they're really good. Um, kind yeah, I can't recommend them enough. If you haven't read Sienna Snow, you guys should absolutely be picking these up. Um, okay. Patreon update. Welcome to new Patreon member, Laura. We are super excited to have you here with us. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Um, swag pack sponsoring authors for August are authors, Kennedy L. Mitchell and Melissa Foster. And I wanted to recommend a couple of books that we think you should read if you've never read these authors before. Um, Melissa Foster, Wild Island Love is out now. That is her book that she released here this month of August. It's book five in the Steels at Silver Island. It is available wide, so you can find it any bookish retailer. And can be read as a standalone. And it can absolutely be read as a standalone. It is a great place to start with her. Um, If you are looking for a KU read, might I suggest maybe we will. It is also on Silver Island and is a read and listen. Mm-hmm. So highly that whole series is it's a three book series. Yeah, it's sisters. It's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kennedy L. Mitchell, her new release is coming out on August the 25th. Mine to share. It is part of her protection series. Book one in this series is called mine to protect. 
Uh, mine to share is a uh, thruple and um, is book eight in this series. But I have been told you can read these standalones. Um, Mind to Protect is um, out now. And this whole series is available in Kindle Unlimited by Kennedy. So swag packs go out to Fancy Drink, Cold Brew, and Queen Bee Tier, and we still have fun buzzing about romance-exclusive stickers, mood reading cards, and other fun things. These are mailed monthly, usually around the fifth of the month, sometimes a little later. Um, we do ship these international. There is no wait time on this perk. It kicks in as soon as you join. Also, I'm getting ready to send out our fourth quarter reading journals and those go out to the cold brew and queen bee tiers um so if you would like to have a custom buzzing about romance reading journal you can get that by joining our cold brew or queen bee tier um, because of our amazing patreons we are able to bring you three episodes a week and we are still working on our goal of 75 members so we can plan our first ever book retreat um, as the time of recording we are up to 54 members so exciting all members of patreon get exclusive episodes like um buzzing after dark and should you read it and then they everybody gets invited to buzzing book club um so and september's buzzing book club is author melanie moreland and we're reading the neck one of the shifting gears which is in her uh, restoration series. So we read book one. I think now we're doing <laughs> book two. Yes. <laughs> I just thought you could, everybody votes very carefully. Um, and starting in the first of September, we will pick what we're reading in October. So lots of fun stuff. And you can find a list of events at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events, including happy hours, IG lives, and of course, book clubs. And, um, I just want to thank everyone for joining our Patreon. We've had some new Patreons, kind of like a little burst. And um, it really, it's really awesome. Thank you so much, you guys, uh, for supporting this. Because uh, we couldn't do it without them. Anyway, thanks for joining me, guys. It's been fun. Yes. I got a lot of reading to do. <laughs> yeah, we all do, don't we? <laughs> um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.